0: Welcome to the West Side Gathering podcast, and thanks for making the time to learn and grow with us. Here, you'll find teaching from our live Sunday gatherings. After the message, we'll say a little more about our church and how you can connect. But for now, let's jump right in.
1: Maybe you know, maybe you don't know, my family and I, like thousands of other Quebecers in the last week or so, uh, also got COVID. And it was an interesting week. And so, in solidarity with most of Quebec, uh, we, we kind of know how you feel. My family got hit with it first, and five or six days in, in between the holidays, I started to experience some symptoms as well. Now, New Year's Eve was uh, probably my worst night, not in the evening, but when I went to bed. Uh, The the pain in my throat and the the, the discomfort that I was feeling kept me up all night. In fact, at about 4.30 in the morning, I just had enough and I could not stay laying down anymore. And I got up and went to a small corner in my living room quietly in the early hours of the morning, and literally I started to pray and read and reflect uh, in sitting in a position that was comfortable for me with some of the, the symptoms I was having. And as I was reading and praying and clarifying some of my goals for 2022, some of the things I've been thinking about lately, I started to actually get excited about this coming year and some of the things that we have in store and some of the things that God's placing on my heart and and your hearts as well. And I don't know about you, but when I come around New Year's, I always bug a lot of my friends and ask them what they're thinking. So if you're at a dinner party with me in the month of December, I will likely ask the crowd or the friends at dinner, hey, what are your goals or what are your hopes for 2022? And uh, it's not mandatory, but it's a helpful self-reflection to think about who I am, and who I'm becoming. That's a constant journey in my own life personally. Now, I nag my friends and family about it too. So now you know next year not to invite me to a dinner party in December because you'll probably get the question for the sake of conversation. Now, here's the thing. We can list a whole bunch of goals, uh, hopes that we might have, ways that we want to grow in this coming year. But today is what we call the Lord's Day, right? It's Sunday. We make Sunday special. We gather together. We retell the story of the gospel with scripture and with song. And and so part of our hope today as we gather is that we're shaped by a different culture. We're shaped by the culture of God's kingdom. And so when we as Christ followers think about our year, think about who we're becoming, um, think about what even as a community we want to grow in, We're shaped by the themes of God's kingdom, the heartbeat of the gospel of God's kingdom. Now, when I use the word kingdom, it's not a word we use today too much, but it's a word that Jesus used to describe the rule of God or the vision of God for our lives and for our world. In fact, the word kingdom implies that there's a king and that there's a people and that there's a rule or a way of life within that kingdom. And when Jesus describes the kingdom of God he was bringing uh, to us, he often used parables to describe God's kingdom. Now, I want to start one off for 2022 uh, that we're going to use today. And it's found in Matthew chapter 13, verse 33. If you've got a Bible, you can turn or it's probably going to be on our screen. It's just one line of a story that Jesus describes here. In fact, the whole story, the whole parable is only in one line. So Matthew chapter 13... Verse 33, Jesus says these words. He says, the kingdom of heaven, he uses the word heaven interchangeably with the word God. Heaven is God's space, um, God's realm, where God rules and reigns. And so think about that. The kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Now, here's one metaphor, among many, that Jesus would use to describe God's kingdom as being subtle, subversive, patient, even hidden. He would use an illustration like seeds that are thrown into soil, or uh, a a slow-growing shrub that, that, that grows just from a really small mustard seed, or like this one, yeast, being put into into flower, or often the parable of the hidden treasure, the treasure that gets hidden. And, and now here's the beautiful thing. While these images and metaphors are subversive and slow in the way that God's kingdom works, because it's a contrast to the fast-paced, sensational way, often domineering way, that the world works, God's kingdom still grows. God's kingdom still expands. God's kingdom still influences. In fact, even in this one-line story that Jesus gives us, the flour is meant to grow and to expand. Just a little bit of yeast inside, you know, 50 pounds of flour can end up feeding about 100 to 150 people. Now, that's not bad for a small little ingredient yet that gets put into 50 pounds uh, of flour flour. Only to slowly infiltrate that whole batch and then force it to expand to feed a whole bunch of people. I mean, that's a pretty amazing thing. So maybe you can stop right here and make bread making one of your resolutions for 2022. When I say that, I think about John Roberts in our church community, even Natalia Colantonio. They love making bread. And who knows? Maybe you got to reach out to them, text them, or Send them a message and ask them if, like five or ten years ago, bread making was one of their resolutions. Because now they've got going, and and they're like they're blessing people in their circles with awesome bread. Okay, I digress. Let me keep going. Now let me ask you this question: Like, what are your goals for 2022? And I think the way God's kingdom works can help you in your goals, can help me in my goals, but even more importantly. That our goals, the, the things we choose to grow in specifically, I want to ask this question, like what if our main goal as we enter this new year was the growth of God's kingdom in each of us, the growth of God's kingdom in us as a church community, in you as an individual or as a family unit? This one-line parable that Jesus gives us gives me a better path to reaching my goals, but it also gives me a better framework or a better direction that shapes really all of my goals, and that is the kingdom of God, the message of the kingdom, the values of the kingdom, the ideas of the kingdom, the goals of God's kingdom. And when I think about the parable, I think about kind of three big ideas. The first thing is, is the ingredients This parable is about making bread and the ingredients that are inside bread. So if your goal is making bread, you can secure enough flour to serve an army, but you'll need this one ingredient to make sure that that flour with other ingredients expands into dough that can be baked into bread. And that one ingredient is really crucial. You can't do it without that ingredient. That ingredient is yeast if we kind of take that picture and think about the world around us and think about our lives, we have so many hopes for the things we'd love to achieve or the kind of lives we'd love to experience. We might list peace or reconciliation or joy in the middle of suffering or loving relationships or wisdom and stewardship with our finances. And so we can get all that natural stuff, all the natural materials around to help us do that, and, and the people, the material possessions, the organized events. But here's the thing. To allow those things in our lives to reflect God's kingdom, we miss one key ingredient. And that is the seed of God's kingdom. The message of God's kingdom. The person of God's kingdom. You know, you can have a bushel of flour like all the circles of our lives, and we think about those natural things like relationships and our work and our home and our neighborhoods and the groups we're in, even the church that we're involved in, and the dreams we have. One key ingredient changes everything, and that is God's kingdom. It's the message of His kingdom, the person of His kingdom. Ultimately, His Son Jesus. And so the ingredient or the ingredients of our goals is important. And if we long to have goals or ultimately a life that reflects God's kingdom, the ingredient of the seeds of his kingdom are vital. But the next thing we see in this parable, simple thing, is the the intentional immersion that starts to take place in the process of making bread. This woman doesn't just acknowledge that she needs yeast. She doesn't just acknowledge that there's these other ingredients involved. No, she uses them. She brings them together, and she includes the yeast in the process. It's it's very intentional. You know, she could welcome all the stuff from her pantry and the baking process and all the materials, but she takes this yeast, and she puts it inside this batch. It's very intentional. It's very immersive. I want you to catch that language, because... The, the way that this, the parable is described is that she works this yeast into the flour. She mixes it in as she does her work there. Now, the, the, the Greek word for mixed in or worked in is actually the past tense of the word to hide. It's as though she hid the yeast inside the batch of flour. That's a subtle way of Jesus letting us know that often the work of the kingdom is small and subtle and hidden, even though it's very significant and very important. But yeast looks like an inconspicuous ingredient. It's almost invisible, but eventually it gets immersed as it gets worked into the flour and starts to touch parts of the flour. It becomes a catalyst growing inside of the flour as it does its work you know, you and I got some goals for 2022. I've got some big goals for 2022. I've got a list of books I want to read. I, I have a, a list of projects I want to finish, a list of projects I'd like to start. I have some ideas and hopes for my family, uh, for our finances, for a bunch of things. But, but here's the thing. It's not the quality of stuff. Uh, sorry, the, the quantity of stuff that, that we're doing. How many books I'm going to read, or how many things I'm going to accomplish, or what kind of, how many plans we're going to make. But it's the quality. The quality is what changes the outcome. The quality is what shapes us. The quality of the ingredients in our lives is what's important. So don't just say I'm going to do more relationships. I'm going to have more people over. I'm going to do more ministry. No, it's allowing the, the, the purpose and message and, and values of God's kingdom to infiltrate. The quality of God's kingdom inside of our lives that will make the difference. But here's the question. How can I make sure that the kingdom of God, that the main DNA of the gospel is infiltrating my relationships, is infiltrating my ministry, my work, my family, our church, And it comes down to this it's to work the kingdom of God into everything we do. Not just add it, not just supplemental, not just the kingdom plus this. No, the kingdom as the main catalyst, as the main ingredient that gets intentionally immersed into our lives and into our practices and into our goals. So you might have had a list of goals for this year. Go back to that list. And say, how does the kingdom of God change this list? How does the kingdom of God shape this one goal or these two goals? How does the kingdom of God eliminate this goal? Or maybe make me think about another goal? And you might think, well, that's not enough, Dave. I mean, we need big goals here. I want to read all these books. I want to change my finances in this way. I, I wanna, we want to see our church do all these big things. You might say, just like adding the values of the kingdom or the message of the kingdom is not enough. That's not a big enough goal. And you know what? We say that only when we don't see how beautiful and powerful the kingdom of God actually is. How incredibly um, influential, catalytic the kingdom of God is. R.T. France, a commentator uh, who, wrote, who wrote a commentary on Matthew, says this. He says, The kingdom of God may be initially insignificant, but it is very pervasive. It may be initially insignificant. It might look that way, but it is very pervasive. In other words, it has a lot of potential. Let me flip this analogy to our mission as a church in our world, if we think about it for a moment. like What if God wanted to actually use you exactly where you are? You know, we're in the middle of restrictions right now, these added restrictions that came on again. And we feel like maybe that put a, you know, an oppressive, a pr- oppression or a, a stopped all these other things maybe we want to do. But what if we stopped for a second and said, what if if God wanted to simply use you exactly where you are right now? You're already immersed in a neighborhood. You're already wo- immersed in, in your workplace, in a set of relationships there. You're already immersed in a family. You're already immersed in a company. You're already immersed in our church community. And you might be wondering, well, how might God use me there? Well, what if you began to mix the power and purpose and message, the core DNA of God's kingdom, exactly where you are, exactly in the neighborhoods and networks where you are. (coughs) Think about all the interactions, your work, the meals you have with people, the neighborhood walks you take, the the business deals that you're a part of, the church ministry that, that you're a part of. And imagine you made sure that the main ingredient that you brought into all those circles was the kingdom of God, the message of the kingdom, and the kingdom growing in you. And at least this last little bit of how this metaphor plays out, and that's the impact or the influence of it. Think about it. Don't be so concerned about like how big the bushel of flour is. That's not the point of this metaphor. It's not about how many people are in a room or how many people are watching a live stream or how many people are in my neighborhood or you know how big my company is that I work for, how big our city is. No, no, no. Let's trust that the kingdom of God will do its work slowly and subversively anywhere we are. In a group of ten or a hundred or a thousand. In the life of a single individual who has a few friends in their lives, or the life of a huge extended family, or the life of a neighborhood. See, in this metaphor, this little bit of yeast, inserted, intentionally immersed, worked into this 50-pound bushel of flour, ends up feeding 100 or 150 people. Slowly, but surely, the kingdom of God has a tangible influence and impact just from this little insertion. Stanley Hauerhaus, when he writes about this text, he says, when Matthew recorded Jesus's words, Jesus was no more than a confusing prophet to a defeated people in the backwater of the Roman Empire. Think about that for a second. When Jesus said these words in the context of how big the Roman Empire was and how and, and, and how big you know the, the culture of of the world that he was in, he was no more than a, than a confusing prophet to some people, to a defeated people like Israel in the backwater of the Roman Empire. But there was significance in the insignificant. There was significance in the small insignificance, insignificant start of God's kingdom there. And so here's my encouragement to you, to us, to you as an individual, as a family, to how you're thinking about your year, to how we're thinking about our church, to how we long for God to use us. As you start this new year, as we start this new year, may we be intentional about immersing the yeast of God's kingdom into every part of our lives. May we allow it full access to every pocket of our being, every parts of our, part of our mind and our hearts of every decision of all of our resources and finances and relationships. May it shape every goal and relationship and every hope and every dream. And may we trust the slow and subversive process at times of God's kingdom. It's often not as fast-paced or sensational or in your face as the world is, but it's doing its work. And then may we follow its lead and its growth and its work in us and around us. And may this shape every goal that we list for 2022. And may this be how we see these goals achieved in 2022. We're going to pray in just a moment. We're going to move into a time of communion. But I want to encourage you that don't just stop at at the stop of my words. Take time to reflect on what we talked about today. Take time to think about it, to pray about it, to open up your journal, or take a blank sheet of paper and write some things down, to consider practices that will fuel this in your life. Here's a couple right now for this month I just want to highlight. We've announced prayer for the next coming Wednesdays on Zoom at 7 p.m. Join us for prayer. Carve out this hour of time the next few weeks on Wednesday evenings to pray together as a church community. We're going to pray. We're going to seek the Lord together. We're going to come before Him. We're going to lean into uh, in, in inviting the Spirit uh, to, to to grow God's kingdom in us, in our hearts, in our lives, in our church. So let's do that. There's an annual prayer breakfast coming up in a couple of weeks. Join that for the sake of of the west island and our city and how we can collaborate with other christ followers in that way there's an amazing app i'd love you to download Uh, my wife and i have been using it several in our church community have been using it it's called lectio 365. it's produced by Uh, 24-7 prayer. It's a wonderful way to help you start your day with 10 minutes of scripture, prayer, reflection, and surrender, and end your day with gratitude, examination, stillness, and surrender as well. They have an app for kids. Um, And so I encourage you, these are just resources, practices to uh, make room for God's kingdom to work and grow in us. And then for some of you, this might be a great next step. Uh, you saw the announcement of a new cohort we're calling, or basically it's it's like a community group or a learning group um, based on an incredible book called Following King Jesus. Uh, it's uh, it's some of the, the, the words of Scott McKnight, but based on Bible studies from week to week. And it's about knowing the gospel of God's kingdom. Uh, so if you want to be shaped in God's kingdom, I'd encourage you, think about this group. It's um, You can join uh, any of the four blocks or join all the four, four blocks. It's kicking off at the end of the month. Uh, email me for some information. But this is a practice you can get into to shape your year uh, to be influenced by God's kingdom. Let's pray. Prepare our hearts for the wine and bread. And then take these elements together. God we pause and just welcome you in these next few moments to speak even more clearly in our hearts from this parable that we heard from Jesus but then also as we break bread and pour wine may you prepare us to receive more fully the presence of Jesus in our lives. In
0: your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this message helps guide you on your spiritual journey of discovering the life and message of Jesus. We update this podcast weekly, so why not hit subscribe and journey with us? Who are we? Westside Gathering is a local church in the West Island of Montreal. We're a simple community of faith where we want you to feel welcome even if you're not into church or religion. We meet every Sunday, but you can also find smaller groups, environments, and resources for all ages between Sundays. Find out more at westsidegathering.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Vimeo. We'd love to hear from you. Ask a question, ask for help, or let us know how we can pray for you. If you'd like to contribute financially, just go to westsidegathering.com forward slash giving.